Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Haters Press Conference Podcast. This is the first place, some say only, where you can hear football's leading manager's press conferences in full. Hi, Dan Bennett here from Haters TV at Tottenham Hotspur's training ground, where we've just heard from head coach Ange Postacoglu ahead of the game against Brentford. He was asked about Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool exit, any updates on transfers, and also whether Tottenham will go another season without winning a trophy. Afternoon, Ange. Uh, just start with team news. Is there any... Any issues going into this one? Uh, nothing, no change from uh, the last game. So uh, everyone got through it okay, and um, the guys who are out still, um, yeah, not not available. How did James Madison come through his twenty minutes? Yeah, he was or? okay. He was fine. Yeah, I mean, probably could have, you know, got him a little bit more game time. But the way the game was going, I kind of put him on um, probably a little bit later than uh, he probably would have wanted me to. But. Um, he got through it okay. He's trained well, so he's he's ready to go. Is he pushing for a start tomorrow? Well, we'll see. I mean, look, we've obviously got three games this week um, after Friday and tonight and Saturday, so there'll definitely be some changes. It's just about sort of balancing up, um, you know, who starts and you know who's going to be best equipped for tomorrow night. And just on the team news front, with Papasar now out of the Africa Cup of Nations, do you know when he could be returning? Uh, I, 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 the latest I heard is that he should be back. Uh, Tomorrow at some stage, so uh, you know, disappointed for him because you know, obviously Senegal were, were kind of you know had a real ambition to win the, the competition, but uh, he did well for him again. He's you know he's a key member, and uh, you know, from our side, it'd be good to get him back, and uh, should be fine for Saturday um, after arrival. And two days left at the transfer window. I've got to ask you: <laughs> Is there any? Do you think there'll be any more incomings? Any players? going out at all. We've seen a few um, links from younger players last couple of days as well. Look, unlikely, I'd say. Um, um, yeah, I don't see any incomings. Outgoing's a little bit different because I kind of, I'm not sort of totally sort of engaged with that. Other people are doing the work around that. Um, I'd say unlikely on both fronts without ruling anything out. And finally for me, I know 
we haven't really had a chance to hear from you about Jurgen Klopp <coughs> leaving Liverpool. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that and to follow up on that, for yourself, someone who's been managing since, was it 96, I think you started, what's been the key to your longevity and what do you do to protect your mental well-being in such a high-pressure <laughs> job? Um, people question my mental well-being, that's why I, I chuckle. Um, yeah, no, look, in terms of Jürgen, yeah, I didn't answer it the other night, which was... Uh, you know, um, probably uh, the kind of mental state I was in after the game, which, yeah, to be fair, it's probably a bit poor on me. I should be able to, to look past that. But anyway, um, he's, yeah, look, um, obviously a, a, a shock to everyone in terms of, um, you know, with you see what he's building again. He's rebuilt this side again, and uh, they look like they're, uh, they're going to be a force. And um, he's just been such an integral part of... Um, you know, rebuilding that football club, um, um, you know, back to the heights it, it, it was before, and um, you know, it's a, it's it's a credit to him and I guess all his staff, but especially to him because uh, you know to to go into a, a big football club and and um, you know rebuild it to the stature it used to be is not an easy task, and he's done that. It is hard these days to stay at one club for a long time. I think that's. Um, that's a tough one when you ask me about my longevity. I think part of that process for me has been moving on after, you know, three or four years or two years and, you know, mostly done it after success, but I know how hard it is to rebuild after you've done that. And I found for me it was always better that, you know, I kind of move on at the time. That's how I felt. And I can, I can see how when you stay at one club and, you know, you need to do one or two, maybe a third rebuild. It can be taxing, but like I said, he's he's done it. He's you know, he's an unbelievable manager. He's, he's left an indelible mark, um, and I'm sure there's more to come. I'm interested to see how long the sabbatical lasts. Um, I'm kind of hoping it lasts for a while because it gives me hope that when I do, because I have those thoughts in my mind often. Um, I've got a sense it just drags us back in, but uh, I I hope he does have the break that I think he deserves. Hi, Andrew. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. Brentford away back in August was your uh, first time managing Spurs <coughs> in the Premier League. <clears throat> Nearly six months gone. Is it fair to say that the team is reaching what you expected them at this stage or probably even more based on the changes in the summer? Um, look, I, I think I think the other night kind of gives us a sense of where we're at a little bit um, in terms of our destination. Um, but in terms of our starting point, I think it's fair to say I, I really believe we have made progress, um, both, you know, with the squad and, and with our football. Um, the results, you know, sort of slowly inching that way as well. Um, so, you know, I think that's the key thing for me is that, you know, if we continue to make progress and, and continue to... to to develop as a team, we develop keep developing our players, and <clears throat> you know, for us, um, then that destination point, which, like I said the other night, showed that you know we're a fair way off that. Um, at least there's there's you know a belief in us that we can we can bridge that gap at some point. So um, so I think I definitely think there's been progress, um, but I also know there's a long way to go. Brentford tomorrow at home. We saw Ivan Tony's performance against uh, Forest recently. How impressed? Have you been with his performance, especially after the fact he hasn't played a competitive game for so long? Yeah, look, I think he's. Uh, I think 
he, look, he's, he's a fantastic player, but you can see just how important he, he is to Brentford. He changes that team almost overnight. Um, yeah, they've obviously been going through a rough trot in terms of results uh, in recent times, and they've had their own share of you know injuries. Um, but as soon as he comes into that team, he just gives them a different look, not just as a player, but in terms of his presence. And um, I thought you could sense that straight away. And um, <coughs> as you said, you know, credit to him after being out a long time. Obviously, he's not coming back from injury, so it's a little bit different. Um, you know, I assume that you know, he was working pretty hard at training, and I think that shows. But um, he definitely makes a difference to, to to Brentford, as he would, I think, with most sides, but particularly to them because you know so much of their sort of attacking threat um, you know revolves around him. Even if there won't be any further new additions in this transfer window, <laughs> what is it that encourages the most <coughs> when it comes to your current team, your current squad, Spurs? Just, just the, like I said, just the progress um, the players are making. Um, I've just seen real growth in a lot of our players from, like even from that first game. Um, you know, they're they're really developing. They're, they're they're getting challenged every week, and I look at them and I just see so much more growth in them. You know, when I talk about, you know, obviously Friday night was a reminder of the gap between us and, and the very best. I think we can bridge some of that gap with the players we have here if they continue to develop. You know, I can see them, you know, in the next couple of years really, you know, um, developing into really top footballers. And I think that's the most encouraging thing for me is that, you know, I've seen growth, but I see so much more growth um, in the bulk of our squad. Hi, Ange. How are you? Good, mate. You mentioned that gap and you mentioned earlier you're some way off the destination at the, at the end of the journey. Um, how encouraged are you? You're actually on track for that. I mean, beginning of the season, would you have said after six months, obviously you'd still rather be in both cups, but the position you're in now is where you expect it to be. Well, I, I think I've said a few times, I, don't, you know, I, don't have, I didn't have expectations. I, don't, I certainly don't have a sort of timeline for these things. It's more just am I seeing progress, am I seeing growth? And, um, <coughs> you know, I, I, I believe that, you know, we have both as, like I said, the playing group, um, but also our football. Um, you know, it's constantly developing, and you know that 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 doesn't change. Um, you know, after Friday night, but at the same time, we 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 need to understand that um, you know nothing stands still. So it's not about trying to catch a a, a sort of stationary target. You know, other teams improve. You know, Man City will improve. Um, so it's not just about trying to sort of hit a certain point. It's constant, constant improvement. And if you don't accelerate that growth, um, it can still, it can always be a, too far away from you, out of reach. So you know, we we've got to make sure that we we, we stay really disciplined in in, in you know, continuing to push our players and, and push ourselves to 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 try and bridge that gap as quickly as possible. I know in your career it's rare you go a season without winning a trophy, which will probably happen this year. But it's top four now for you, success. So we can't win the league. No, no, I didn't say that. Well, you did. Well, I said it possibly. Probably, yeah. That's fine. That's okay. You're allowed to say that. It's all right. Don't worry about it. It's fine. That's all right. No, you're allowed to say it. Don't worry. You don't think we're going to win the league. That's fine. Just... Be strong on that. That's all right. No, look, I, I, I get you. Look, I, I understand that, and I get the question. And look, it's disappointing. It's disappointing that you know we're both we're out of both cup competitions, particularly with not being in Europe, because obviously you know 
I kind of addressed it before the game that you know, our supporters really, you know, really kind of crying out for, for some sort of success for them to, to experience at this football club. But as I said, I can't let that guide my course. And, and this year is still about us, you know, like I said, growing as a team, um, you know, finishing the second half of the year stronger than we did the first. If we do that, then we'll be in a good position, I think, to to, to continue to, to to challenge and, and, and you know, push this team along. And, um, yeah, that's our, that's our focus as much as, um, you know, obviously there's disappointment there that, like I said, we're out of another cup, but there's also a real sort of, um, you know, reminder to us that, you know, if we want to, as I said before the game, it's not just about, you know, winning one trophy. If we're going to compete at that level, at the level we want to, then we've got still got a lot of work to do. And finally, just going back to Jurgen Klopp, and you, football managers always say that, that it's a drug. And they, can, they can never walk away, they can never leave it, and that's why we see people like, David Moyes at 60, Roy Hodgson in his mid-70s still managing in the Premier League because they can't ever stop. Do you, in a way, admire Jurgen for thinking, right, my energy levels are low, what have you, and therefore I, I want to take a break, I want to walk away? And I'll admire him if he sticks to it. <laughs> you know, if I see him pop up in six months' time somewhere else. Um, no, look, I, I understand it, and, 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 I, and I do, you know, and, and to be honest, I know people kind of look for reasons. I actually... I don't need another reason apart from what he said that he feels like he's running out. I totally understand that. Like I said, I know how hard it would be and people underestimate it. Obviously, I, I, I love the role of rebuilding sides, um, you know, going in and, and sort of you know, building your team. But rebuilds within an actual football club are really, really challenging because, you know, you, you invariably get the same questions you got the first time and you think, well, I've already done it. Why do I have to explain myself again? But you have to explain yourself again. And, you know, it's why I don't think managers stay too long at one club uh, these days. You know, they're, 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 it's kind of rare that they will. And, and I can totally understand it. And, it, it, you know, credit to him that he recognised that because I don't think anyone would have questioned if he stayed on, you know, for as long as he wanted to. But um, I think, you know, he's he's got standards he's set. And, you know, he, he certainly... Um, you know, he certainly set the highest possible standard if he, and if he feels like, and I think he knows that we all know that unless you're all in, you can't maintain that. So it's it's a credit to him he's made that decision. On the personal front, you always mentioned about moving your family around, not having one particular house, you know, you're always moving, having things in boxes. That, mm. that must be the most difficult bit, I would have thought. Oh, it's just a different different challenge. And it, it, look, it, you know, that isn't always by choice. It's just that, you know, if I'd have moved four different clubs in the UK, we might have had a house. We mightn't be, you know, living out of boxes, but we've moved around the world, so it's a bit, it's a bit different. But um, yeah, look, I think it's just, it's just different for every manager the way they deal with these things. Ali, so kind of along those same lines, then. Obviously, this three, four-year kind of pattern, almost that you've had in your career that you said earlier, is that something that would put you off changing that pattern because of the constant need to rebuild within a club constantly? I don't know. I think again, you just address those things. Like ultimately, it just goes with how you feel, you know, at the time, and that's what I've always done. I've just, you know, if I felt that, you know, it was time for me to move because there was another challenge that I really like and enjoy, I've I've made that decision. I, I haven't based any decision I've made in my career around sort of security or contracts because I've probably left secure positions for unsecure positions because that's kind of how I am as a person and I know that's when I kind of work my best but 
you know, whether that changes over time, I, I don't know. But I've never sort of preempted that stuff or put, again, put any timelines to it. If it could be two years, could be three years, could be four years, could be longer than that. I don't know. But I've always moved when I felt that there was another challenge there that kind of I thought would be a best fit for me. Back on your squad, obviously three games in eight days. Romero and Van der Ven haven't played a lot of football in the last few weeks. Could we see Radu Dragosian maybe make his full debut across this week at some point? No, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, you know we're, we're, what we're going to try and do is win these two games, and I'm going to put teams out there that I think will win the games. Um, that's that's always my focus. It, it's not about sort of you know trying to pre again preempt things about uh, <coughs> you know whether one plays or doesn't play. Um, we'll put out a team tomorrow night. We believe can win us a game of football, and then I'll address that after that and see what we need to do for Saturday. Solomon, where's he at in his kind of stage of coming back? Has he done any kind of training? Or? He, he, he's had a couple of goes at it, but he's had, it's fair to say, he's had a couple of setbacks. He had one this week as well, so we just he's getting sort of further investigation on it, um, I think, early next week. Charlie, to finish this session, <coughs> please. <coughs> just I just wait for the microphone, sorry. I just want to ask you, you talked about in the summer how it was quite an unusual window, no sporting director. How different has it been this time around with the new structure that's in place? Um, yeah, it's been a little bit different in that, you know, I, I think I've been sort of less involved than I, than I probably was in, in the summer, um, fair to say. And, uh, you know, it's it's good. And obviously the, the, this window is a little bit trickier because I have games, you know, in the summer there's no games, so I can sort of totally sort of put my energies or if I needed to put more energy into that side of things, I could. But um, obviously we've had games and... You know, with Johan there and uh, his group, you know his his group of um, people working alongside him, um, it's just it's just meant I've had to do I've had less involvement in a lot of the sort of preliminary stuff and you know my role kind of stays specific now to probably what it should be around you know the final decision. And now, obviously, that was quite unique. But this system, how does that compare with your other clubs? Is it kind of fairly similar? Are there big differences? Uh, yeah, look, it's but you know everyone works differently. You know, Johan works differently to, to others, and you know I've always, like I said, me I, I've always found it, you know, as long as you're working with sort of good people and we're all aligned, irrespective of the setup, you can usually get good outcomes. Like I said, the, the one non-negotiable for me is I get final say. That's the only thing I kind of insist on, irrespective of, only because I, I believe that the responsibility should lie with me as to you know. Um, you know, the, that decision because I'm the one that's, um, you know, going to put the final decision into the place it needs to be. So, but aside from that, I, you know, um, they all work differently. But, you know, I've, I've enjoyed working with Johan. Obviously, this is his first window in his team. And, um, you know, I'm sure going into summer, we'll all be in a real good place to, to make sure that, again, we try and take advantage of the fact that we can make our, our, our squad and our team stronger for what's ahead. You mentioned there about the challenge of a rebuild is that you're kind of having to do the same things and answer the same questions. How hard is it as a manager when you know, things that may have worked really well in one place suddenly aren't working so well and you have to adapt, but a part of you is saying, but this has worked before, you know, you, you adapt to me kind of thing? Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, it, it sort of, you know, again, it hasn't sort of happened to me. The, the, the constants I've taken with me in terms of rebuilds are still there. I still think there are certain fundamentals that, that do work. And it's more about, you know, trying to convince people within the organisation that this is the way to go. Um, because obviously <coughs> when you're going to, to a new place, there may be people who have been there for quite a while 
um, who have probably seen, you know, four or five of me come along and with new ideas and, you know, rightly so, they may be a bit sceptical or reluctant to, to sort of... So it's about trying to, you know, um, get everyone on board um, with your ideas as much as whether it works or not. I mean, I, I have no doubt it works. It's just I know it'll only work if everyone's aligned to it. If you like what you hear, please remember to subscribe or follow and leave us a positive review. It really will help us get to more grounds around the footballing world. You can also follow Haters TV on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat and our wonderful website at haters.com. Thanks for listening.